0: Wish is the internet's dollar store. They've got toilet paper earrings and engagement rings, fast fashion and tech goods, all for suspiciously low prices. But what's the worst that can happen, right? If you buy a tablet for 50 bucks, sure, it may not be as great as the latest thing on the market, but you get a functional device out of the deal. Chances are, if you open the app or go to their website, you might even find a whole host of products you didn't think you needed, but you'll go ahead and buy them anyway. The prices are low, therefore the stakes are low. And those of us who remember all those toilet paper shortages at the beginning of the pandemic, might start to look at those toilet paper earrings with a weird sense of nostalgia. Now you'll never be without toilet paper again, I guess. Your That's right. These dresses are the most off the wall, but like- Plus some people buy from Wish purely for those expectation versus reality videos and laugh or be pleasantly surprised by the results. And I mean, hey, if you need a sexy sequin evening gown or a fluffy flowery dress for prom, knowing that you're only going to wear it once, why pay hundreds of dollars for it? Even popular YouTubers like Sophia Nygaard have done multiple clothing, makeup, and tech hauls from the site and use the company to buy wedding dresses and explore how she felt in a variety of styles. So I think that it is a little bit nicer in that regard, but it just doesn't seem like a wedding dress to me. And not just because- So what's the harm really? You get a cheap outfit that doesn't hurt your wallet, maybe a novelty product that takes a month or more to come in, but everybody wins. Well, if you've seen any of my other fast fashion episodes before, whether it's Shein, Fashion Nova, or any of the others, then you know that there can be real harm in buying these products. Whether that's to the environment, to the employees overseas, and even to the very consumers who purchase, Wish simply isn't worth the cost, no matter how small it might seem. So today, let's unpack the internet's bargain bin, today on The Corporate Casket. Hey guys, guess what? Come check this out. What yeah, happened? Let's check it out, what is in here? Oh my, oh my goodness. what is it, what is Oh, watch. Oh, watch. Oh, watch. I got, got it on wish. So you're making a wish, pineapple cake. That's right. If you want to find out even more information about some of your favorite episodes, up and coming episodes, ad free episodes, and even bonus episodes that might just be a little too spicy for YouTube and Spotify, then make sure to check out Patreon. Patreon.com Illuminati. I recently spoke about Bad Dragon and Larry Nasser, but I've also got a PETA conspiracy episode coming up. And we're gonna be taking a look at how some people actually really do believe that the meat industry created PETA just to make vegans look bad. So we're gonna take a look at that and try to debunk it or maybe prove it right. I highly recommend taking a look. And of course, let me know what you think in the Patreon comments too. And if that topic isn't for you, you can always make a suggestion in the private Patreon Discord server too. It's a very wholesome, good time over there. So again, check it out, patreon.com Illuminati. We're gonna start by talking about the dangers of these cheap products, because believe it or not, Wish has actually sparked some serious safety concerns in the past that go far beyond just itchy clothing. France's consumer affairs department found in 2020 that almost all of Wish's electronic goods and toys did not comply with European safety regulations. Even their perfume was categorized as dangerous, In an emailed statement, Wish said its status as a marketplace platform meant it is under no legal obligation to carry out checks on the 150 million products offered for sale on the platform. And thank you Wish, that is incredibly reassuring. I understand that a platform like YouTube, for example, can't control every single person on their platform and what they're saying. However, they do have strict regulations in place, a flagging and copyright system. And no matter how broken it might be at times, it's a way of removing harmful content, Wish doesn't even seem to try. They claim that they try to limit the exposure of low quality items. But again, that's hardly encouraging when almost every single one of their electronics did not comply with these regulations. The whole reason these regulations exist in the first place isn't that a cord needs to be a certain amount of millimeters wide or something minor either, but it's to prevent shock, you know, like electronic shocks or potential fires that can kill people. Illegal undersized plugs, a lack of safety shutters, things like that are what European regulators are trying to monitor and WISH just doesn't care about that. All too often, these hypothetical scenarios have become all too real too. One mom in North Wales bought a replacement battery for her laptop from an online marketplace. After charging for a few hours, the laptop made some loud bangs and then caught fire. E-bike chargers that pose fire risks have been found on Wish too, along with Amazon and eBay. Expectedly, this is not a Wish exclusive problem, but their problem is still maddening and disheartening. From time to time, they have to take action, like sweeping their site for a particular scooter charger, but it feels like an inherently different site, a different situation. They are the dollar store of the internet. Many people buying from them know that they might get a knockoff version of the photo of whatever's being shown. And in many cases, I think they know they are going to get a knockoff version. Amazon and eBay aren't naturally stuffed to the brim with $1 fashion trends like Wish. This is why at least percentage wise, it feels like more of their site has these issues. It feels like a part of who they are. Customers have complained when it comes to Wish's makeup as well, stating that reviews are relatively mixed when it comes to these products, but concerns are high. Bootleg makeup has been found to contain human waste before, just so you know. If you can easily find this on the streets of LA, it's not hard to imagine that Wish would have the same problem, which by the way, if you've ever lived in Los Angeles, which I have, there's a place called Santee Alley in downtown Los Angeles area. And there are people there that absolutely sell bootleg makeup. And it looks really real. I actually like way back in the day, I think like maybe 2010 or 11, I know that ages me quite a bit, I guess. But this is back when like the Urban Decay naked makeup palettes were like a huge thing. I bought a knockoff there and I used it for a couple months. And then one of my eyes ended up being really inflamed. No idea what was in the product, I threw it away. And um, that is the last of my attempts to ever buy bootleg makeup again. Now there are other items on Wish like children's car seats and first aid kits. And those things probably shouldn't be allowed at all, at least in my opinion, just based on the reputation of the site. Like things that are literally used to keep people safe are sold at these dollar store prices. I just think it's asking for disaster. Wish of course can't promise you that these products are checked for quality. So there are some times when cost really does make a difference. And I think a child safety seat and a first aid kit are some of those things. Like, I don't think it would really surprise anyone listening to this to hear that the $40 iPhone that they got on Wish was most certainly a counterfeit product. But that's not nearly as much of a concern to me when they have products that are unsafe. Not only do they have kids' toys with a ton of small pieces that a kid could actually swallow, but these pieces might be sharp and loose and easy for a kid to access. Take a music toy rattle, for example. You know, the ones with tiny silver sleigh bells that would probably make anyone want to tear their hair out in five minutes. If the product is made well, you shouldn't have to worry about it coming apart when a baby decides that they want to taste the shiny bells. But from Wish, that's not the case. It may look harmless, but it's understandable why you'd want to get cheap toys considering how fast kids go through them but Wish is not the place for that. Apparently, even their Disney princess figures had phthalates and other chemicals way above the legal threshold, sometimes even 67 times the limited amount. Considering that little kids are still learning what's edible and what isn't, putting those types of things in their mouths is inevitably bound to happen. And once again, even if something is removed, even if people are warned, the products come right on back. Oh, but Wish discourages potentially dangerous products, right? They aren't promoting them, right? Hmm. Well, that seems to be a little funny because that musical rattle was on their popular page. And it's funny too how the packaging the sellers use claim that everything is safe and compliant using standard text, despite this being an absolutely blatant lie in certain cases. Again, I get that Wish can't possibly monitor every single thing on their site and counterfeit or even potentially dangerous goods that could be made by third parties on a hosting site. But with them, it feels like more products are hazardous than not. Like every single toy in these tests failed. All of the tech toys we saw earlier that were tested also failed. The quality is so poor and potentially dangerous in ways you haven't even thought of. So then, all right, now you bought this thing and you don't want it. Let's say you want to return it. Let's imagine that you try to go to Wish. Unsurprisingly, they do not care about you or your return. Not one bit. It is $93, which I find to be incredibly offensive. All of this stuff is glue. On. I don't even hear- Wish is actually terrible to customers on purpose. We've seen abysmal customer service before. Comcast literally putting someone's name as super bitch on a bill comes to mind, but this is the internet's dollar store. It goes far beyond a few disgruntled employees taking it out on someone that didn't get what they ordered. According to the New York Times, Wish created a store on their platform called Best Deal 9 that had unbelievably low prices. Smart TVs were only a dollar. A gaming computer was a dollar 30 cents. But as it turns out, it was unbelievable because the offers weren't even real. Quote, listings that had been removed for violating wish policies were reposted on best deal nine and used in part to track whether shoppers complained when their orders never arrived. So think about that. It's pretty bad enough. It's pretty bad enough. Is that a sentence? That is not. It's bad enough that third parties do this kind of thing, but then wish themselves took part in it. It reminds me of these so-called pranksters who say they're gonna do a social experiment to justify shitty behavior. Like, great. So you're just seeing how many people you can take advantage of and piss off. Congratulations. The results of the experiment are in and it turns out you're an asshole. And the same goes for you, Wish. Now, employees tried to do the right thing here. Those familiar with the project said they pushed executives to take the store down because it was illegal and unethical. Still, almost a quarter million people made purchases over the span of several months before the executive in charge of Bestial Nine removed it. Experiments like this, their poor quality items and unreliable shipping only succeeded in driving people away. According to the information, only 8% of people who bought something from Wish for the first time between August, 2016 to July, 2017 actually returned. And that is such a grotesquely low satisfaction rate. I don't know if it can get much worse, but it turns out it can because that figure has only continued to decline over the years. Now you would assume that with inflation, sites like Wish would actually become way more popular. But while I've seen sites like Timu crop up and gain notoriety, Wish has continued to fall by the wayside. If they prioritized quality and customer service over growth, then maybe this wouldn't have happened. But Wish was too focused on expanding as quickly as possible while their shipping speeds remained slower than molasses. That is of course, unless you wanna consult Boston about what 150 years ago, we'll talk about that in in a future episode, I assure you, but I digress. Reviews have consistently shown Wish has these problems too, not that they care enough to do anything about it though. The top positive review on SiteJabber as of writing this is actually super negative with Virginia U writing that they emailed Wish three times about not receiving a refund. Apparently, the store responded back months later stating that it was just too late for a refund. And I'm pretty sure the five stars Virginia gave them was a mistake, though the one star Charles gave them certainly was not. They claimed that the tent they ordered went to the wrong address with the wrong name on it. When Charles asked for a refund, Wish complied by giving Charles Wish Cash, which is effectively a gift card to the site. It wasn't even a cheap tent for a couple bucks that Charles could afford to lose. It was actually a $227 tent. You would think that after spending hundreds, Charles would receive a quality product, but even that was too much to ask. And for that kind of money, I would really recommend just going to a camping store in person and looking at the products yourself. Go to Cabela's, Camping World, whatever is nearby you, just somewhere that specializes in that sort of thing." But unfortunately, even smaller purchases have caused headaches. One user, Jenny, said that they purchased hand sanitizer units back in August, 2020, right when we were all desperate for this sort of thing because, you know, the pandemic was in full swing. Not only did Jenny receive disgusting secondhand sanitizer units, but wished that they wouldn't let them return the products because they didn't see any fault on their end. Other customers say they've been outright ignored, denied refunds, had products delivered to them broken, the works. And because of this, Wish's user base plummeted. In 2020, they traded at $24 a share, and in 2021 had around 100 million monthly users. But by mid-2022, they only had 27 million users and traded at less than $2 a share. Companies are supposed to evolve and mature, said Christian Lehman, who was Wish's head of growth and acting chief marketing officer in 2016 and 2017. The easiest way to say what happened is that what worked for it stopped working and it never evolved. Ultimately, it doesn't matter that Wish promised to use stricter quality controls. People couldn't trust them. Now, if you hear Wish, chances are you'll think about junk that just isn't worth your money. Is it really that much of a bargain bin? Maybe you'll risk $2 on a roasted turkey hat for a gag gift, but people can't afford to waste money on things that they actually need right now. This doesn't even begin to touch upon theft of small artists, which I will get to later on. Quality control isn't the only thing lacking with their products though. It's lacking in quality control internally too. You know those ridiculous phone games that you download purely because the ads are that ridiculous? Well, this is basically Wish's marketing strategy for their products in a nutshell. And I mean, it's definitely dishonest for these apps to advertise things that literally do not exist. Like how many times have you decided to hell with it, tried a new game only to find out that it's another Candy Crush or merger game clone without any plot or cool animation that it was promised. It's annoying, deceptive, and it just wastes a few minutes of your time. Whereas with Wish, things are undoubtedly worse. Aside from the obvious trademark issues with them selling characters and designs that they do not own, Wish also runs ads that show a quote, animated penis on games that were allegedly catered to children 12 and under. Another ad featured an infant's exposed bottom with a woman's partly exposed chest. And of course, I've seen many products that feature Donald Trump and Kim Jong-un lovingly holding one another, but this is terrible in a whole other way. Not only is Wish infamous for its off-putting ads, but these ads have brought them to court too, thanks to allegations of false advertising. They'll claim that something is 98% off, implying that the product you're buying is regularly a lot more expensive than what you're paying. You're getting a $100 item for two bucks, lucky you. But it's unfortunately not accurate. When you make up the original price as Wish allegedly did, then it's pretty easy to say someone is getting a fantastic deal. And again, it's just simply not true. If I say a pen is worth $10 and that someone is paying a dollar and getting 90% off, then they'd have every right to be pissed if they learned that I only paid 50 cents for it. It's a strategy that's more similar to spam as Jennifer Greigel, an associate communications professor put it. But aside from these inherent corporate issues, WISH has had a lot of problems with employee treatment in general. I suppose I shouldn't be surprised considering how they treat customers, but workers have claimed to suffer serious burnout when orders pour in. They raise concerns, whether about Bestial 9 scam or WISH's own lack of quality control, but they were often ignored completely. listings for weapons and other illegal products were often not removed, they said. Neither were many misleading listings, like one that appeared to offer a refrigerator for a dollar, but was actually listing the magnets shown in the photo of the appliance. And you know your company is sinking like a goddamn stone when employees are consistently saying, hey, our business is taking part in some seriously shady stuff. For me, this undoubtedly proves that the problems were at the top and based in how the company functioned as a whole. With MLMs, it doesn't really matter how many earnest genuine people may be at the bottom. The business itself still functions like a pyramid scheme and I can't support that. Here, while employees had customers' best interests at heart, the very foundation was based on throwing crap at the wall to see what sticks and ignoring anyone's concerns. Employees have also spoken out against Wish's experimental raffle style flash deals, claiming that some customers weren't refunded on their losing bids. And instead of refunding items that were taking a ridiculous amount of time to arrive, the company simply extended the delivery deadline on late items. And we're not talking about a few days or a week here, but some customers needed to wait more than three months to receive an item. All the while employees would work 18 hour days, face mass layoffs, and the founder got richer and richer. And these are only the employees that we know work for Wish Corporate. This doesn't even begin to get into the workers that make and list the products that they sell. Without a shadow of a doubt, Wish is taking advantage of Chinese labor laws where children and young adults make these products for horrifically low wages, if any wages at all. It's virtually impossible that the higher-ups at Wish don't know this. It's more likely that they're overlooking it for profit's sake. After all, the unjust work conditions, long hours, and low pay aren't their problem. They're just the bridge between consumer and product. As you've definitely guessed by now, I don't think that's really an excuse. Wish is giving these sellers a platform, a place to pitch their product to a massive consumer base. They clearly don't have proper precautions and vetting in place considering how many dangerous and copycat items are out there, but they don't seem to care about the bare minimum basics either. Like, where does this come from? Lastly, it's a pretty sick joke to me that they've had the nerve to post about how you should be living more sustainably when their fast fashion nature is so unsustainable and not environmentally friendly at all. Go aid Australian wildfires and buy our reusable bags, Wish says, all while being the face of over-consuming junk that you don't need that's made cheaply and irresponsibly. It would be far more true to form if Wish sold aerosol cans and toxic sludge than eco-friendly shower heads and reusable coffee capsules. But it's funny in a depressing sort of way that customers are looking for ways to help the environment on Wish. But before we finish up today's episode, let's chat about Wish's downfall. Are customers simply moving on to the next cheap app like Timu? Are we trying to do better? What is their current status? Without a doubt, Wish isn't nearly as popular as it once was. The novelty has worn off. Their cheap products and over sensationalized ads are falling by the wayside. And while it's good to see a fast fashion garbage company like Wish take a hit, it's not as if their whole business model has been discredited and torn down. Shein is still incredibly popular. And now in some ways, Timu has taken Wish's place. According to Wealth Vogue, both apps offer pretty much the same product range, the same price range, and they both ship directly from China. But here's the difference. Timu will provide a return within 90 days of the date of purchase. For Wish, it's only a month. And when they've downright lied in the past about products being delivered and shipping taking months on end, this is already a plus in Timu's corner. Timu also offers free shipping for orders over $128 and their products will typically arrive within three weeks at the longest, which is again, way better than their competitor. And let me be clear, this in no way, shape or form is to say that Timu is a great alternative. They still treat workers terribly. Their sister company is shady as hell. I've got an entire episode about them if you wanna check that out too. But the fact of the matter is that with just a couple of tweaks and good faith promises, like $5 credit if your stuff doesn't arrive on time, Timu has made itself look far better in the customer's eyes. Now, instead of expectation versus reality type videos with Wish, YouTubers are making Wish versus Timu versus Shein content or making a buying things on the new wish.com episodes and testing Timu electronics. Interesting. Is there any reviews? Okay, they're saying they purchased the sweater and they love it, but like they're, what? I don't see the sweater. What is this website? Hold on, this is giving me a little bit more fake. And as depressing as it sounds, I don't think sites like these will ever fully die, not without some serious regulation changes. I think it's far too profitable for these companies and they've got really and honestly no motivation to change. Wish has faced multiple lawsuits for selling fakes and counterfeit products, as well as allegedly transmitting unsolicited text messages. But so long as these statements are effectively no more than small fires and their cost of doing business, we're playing an endless game of whack-a-mole with these companies. The counterfeiting especially has become quite bad and we don't even see most of it. For example, it might be hard to feel sympathetic to a company like Disney. It's not as if it's really all that harmed by companies making Disney princess images. Financially, they'll be absolutely fine and probably own the planet within the next decade or so because it looks like they're slowly but surely going to take over Florida here but smaller artists don't have as much recourse. Can you imagine having your own little Etsy shop where you make your own original artwork and Wish just simply rips it? Even attempting to sue them is kind of pointless. You can file for a takedown, but the amount of personal information might be uncomfortable. Heather Fish wrote on her blog, quote, I found that the best way to have things removed is to go through these sites built-in systems. It is much more time consuming, though sometimes I wonder if that's the point. For example, with Alibaba, I am able to register my brand on their site and upload my catalog. This has allowed me to request takedowns of all my catalog images. However, this is also kind of an issue because it leaves room for thieves to take my photos and run on other unknown sites. Like I said, sinking ship. Small artists have said that Wish and Alibaba don't even bother to remove their watermarks. And while they're happy that Wish can't even begin to replicate their handmade quality, it worries them that the public would think these knockoffs are a reflection of their work. It's a lose-lose situation for everyone except Wish. And with copycats easily able to crop up every single day, it's discouraging and it can feel all too pointless. Heather did get a counterfeit product removed only for it to return less than a week later. At the end of the day, I know it's difficult to avoid these kinds of businesses altogether. Sometimes fast fashion brands are the only ones that have plus sizing or reasonable prices. But if you can try to look secondhand and most importantly, before getting those silly cute toilet paper earrings from Wish, stop to ask yourself if you actually need them and if it's even safe for you to wear. Let's not overconsume simply because something's cheap because when we do, it always tends to cost more money. But with all of that being said, that's where we're going to end today's episode of the Corporate Casket. I Hope you learned something new here today about Wish. And if you did, make sure that you're liking, following, and subscribing to stay up to date with all the latest episodes. Again, if you'd like to check out more content, additional content, or even just more information about these episodes, make sure to check out patreon.com Illuminati. As always, thank you so much for joining me for today's episode. I really do appreciate it. And I'll see you in the next one. Bye.